This is episode 601 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Panic, Staying Safe in a Society on Edge. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. I'm so glad that you can join us for this episode, episode 601. Hey, I received a couple of reviews on iTunes and the cool thing about it is that you know, you don't see these if you go just to the iTunes. I guess iTunes breaks it up according to country, right? So if you go to the United States version of iTunes, you're not going to see these. These are coming from different countries. So the first one comes from Olive, and she is listening to us in Australia. So she gave a five-star review, and she says, Todd gives out handy information. Keep up the good work. And so that's a short, sweet review. Thank you so much, Olive, for leaving that. I greatly appreciate it. And I, I'm glad. I know that there's listeners in Australia, and I'm so glad that you are listening and being a part of that. Thank you for leaving that review. And then I got one from Raf19850 in Canada, right? And so this is another five-star review. And he says, Todd has made an amazing and very informative podcast that has been my go-to. Todd covers so much more than the typical survival podcast out there and explores each topic thoroughly and in depth, all the while keeping it light and enjoyable. My only complaint, if I could have one at all, is his decision to cut back on the number of podcasts he's now releasing. I understand his reasoning for this and support him, but I hope we can get another episode or two each week to keep people engaged. Overall, a great podcast that has the potential to help you and your family, whether SHTF or not. Thank you, Todd. Well, Raph, man, that is a real blessing to me. Thanks so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. When I get these reviews, it, it does it does give me that boost, right? Because sometimes you're doing things out there and you're like, is anybody listening? And of course, I see the analytics. I know people are listening, but that just, you know, it's good to have that feedback, right? And so I greatly appreciate it. And I would have I wouldn't have never seen these reviews. Because when I go to iTunes and I go to like the web version of it, so I don't really interact too much with iTunes, but uh, when I go to it, I only see the reviews and the stars that people leave on the American version of it, right? The United States version of it. But my uh, podcasting host brings in the reviews from all the other places. And so I'm very grateful that they're able to do that because I would have never seen those. So thanks so much, guys. And if you are listening and you've never left a review, no, no matter which country you are in, and really no matter what podcast network you are listening in on, I greatly appreciate those when they come up to my you know, my radar, when I get to see them, they are a true blessing. And so thanks so much for doing that. And thanks so much for being a part of the Prepper Website Podcast. Now, before we jump into our article of the podcast, I want to share with you that I am an affiliate for the Off the Grid Super Stack. Now, this is a bundle that has put together a bunch of off-grid survival preparedness materials. 
And I got to tell you, not too long ago, you might you might remember I was gearing up to promote another bundle because I think this is a great way to get a lot of information at a great price, right? So if you went to individual websites and you signed up for whatever it is, whatever product that they're offering, you you know, you would have to pay the the full price of what they they're selling it for. But bundles come together and they, you know, whatever it is, whether it is like an herbal essential oil, whether it's saving money, whether it is preparedness, they bundle a bunch of different things together for a very low, low price, right? And so it is a great deal. It is a great opportunity to get a lot of information where you can learn and grow and and just boost your survival and your preparedness skills and knowledge, not to mention the eBooks that you get to download and Put them on, you know, put them on a flash drive to save later or print them out or to put them in your Kindle or whatever, right? So not too long ago, there was a, a bundle that I was starting to promote and it was around finances, personal finances and budget and all that kind of stuff. And I shared out a couple of materials that they had sent out beforehand to kind of get people interested in it. And then when it was time to release the bundle, they gave you know, those that were affiliates for it, those that were offering it, they gave us the opportunity to buy into it really, you know, before anybody else and to see what all was in there. And so a couple of days before they released it live to everyone, I purchased it and I started looking through the materials and I'm like, man, this is a bunch of junk. I can't offer this. If, if I start sharing this information and saying, hey, go buy this bundle, I, it, I feel like I would be stealing from people because this is junk, man, just junk. And so I decided to, to pull back and not even continue on to promote that bundle because I didn't think it was right. I just thought it was just a bunch of junk that was put together. Now, this stack, so when I was contacted about this one, they're like, hey, you know, here we are. We, we'd like to offer this stack and we'd like for you to be a part of it. And I'm like, look, Last time I, I did this, it was junk. And so I really have to see who you are promoting, like what other products are in there. And so they shared with me the different people. They gave me a link to let me see all the other products that were in there. And I was blown away on this one because these are people that you know in the preparedness community. That other that other one, that other bundle that I was talking about, I didn't know any of those people. I mean, they were like, no, I mean, they've got websites and things like that, but I didn't know any of them at all, right? This this stack, the Off The Grid Super Stack, I know these people, right? I know a lot of these people. And so when I'm looking at it, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And so I just want to let you know, just I'm gonna just let you know some of these products that are in here. You have a bunch of e-courses. And so it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, e-courses, nine e-courses. There are, there's video trainings in here. There's about, uh, there's one software that you will download. There's one membership that you will be a part of, that you can be a part of. And there are multiple like nine, 10 e-books that you can, you can uh, download. And I'm like, man, this is a great deal. And again, it's people that you know of in the preparedness community. And so I'm scrolling down on some of these, it's like you have, you know, an e-course on uh, building a solar system, right? Uh, a solar off-grid solar system. And I'm like, man, that is uh, that is one of those things that people always have questions about. And you always 
you don't want to go out there and buy a lot of uh, equipment and gear and then get it wrong. Um, you have Sharice Merrill with canning, a masterclass in canning. You have Del Goodwin who has offered a year's worth of uh, membership to his Survivalist Prepper Academy. So my good friend, good friend Dale over there, I can talk, right? Uh, with the Survivalist Prepper podcast, he's offering that membership. Uh, Damian Brindle is offering, you know, an ebook or an e-course, I'm sorry. You have a lot of other e-courses here, you know, Wilderness Survival. You have gardening. You have permaculture e-courses if you're interested in that. Uh, Lynn Gillespie with you know high performance gardening, Paul Wheaton with his uh, video training on building a Cobb style rocket mass heater, and uh, just recently I listened to his podcast or he was being interviewed by Chris Martinson on the Peak Prosperity podcast, and that's another podcast. I mean it, they deal with a lot of financial stuff, but they had Paul Wheaton on there talking about sustainability, and it was very interesting. And rocket mass heaters. That's really the way to go because you can get uh, a more efficient uh, heat into your home and burn and it, it just saves you tons of money and tons of wood. So if you are somebody that requires a wood burning stove, you would want to instead use a rocket mass heater. Anyway, that was a great podcast, but you have his video training. Daisy Luther? I mean, come on, right? You have her prepper workbook here that you can that you will be um, receiving 12 lessons to help you get prepared where you are right now. And you know, I, I read a lot of Daisy's stuff. Nick Grant, you have products from him. I was really surprised to see an ebook by Joe Nobody. And I know that you might, if you're not, if you only listen to the podcast and you haven't been a, been a part of Prepper website, then you might not be familiar with Joe Nobody. But he is an author and his book, Holding Your Ground, Preparing for uh, Defensive, or Preparing for Defenses If It All Falls Apart. I did a review on that book years ago and i'm telling you it was very interesting and so the fact that that's a part of it i'm like really excited about that gary collins uh going off the grid is on there um you have books on tying knots uh and a lot on gardening patrice lewis on prepper gardening um you know making hot soap the art of urban survival and then now i'm not only an affiliate but i contributed my book the Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances, because I think that that is important. You know that I always talk about that. So that ebook is in, you know, so yours truly, my ebook is in the stack along with access to the forums, right? So you get the access to the, to the exclusive Prepper website forums when you purchase that. And so I just wanted to let you know, it doesn't go live till Tuesday, September 10th. So right now I have a placeholder for the link. If you are listening to this on Monday, um, and you, the link will not be live, but it will go live uh, on Tuesday. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I am going to put the link in there just because I want to make sure people have that uh, available to you or available for you, I guess I should say. And that way you go and you click on it. I just know that if you if you click on it, right now before Tuesday, you're just going to go to a like a placeholder kind of page, right? It's kind of an example page. But when you go there, you can purchase it 
And I'm telling you, this one is worth it. And so I wouldn't be spending the time talking about it if I didn't think so. And so uh, if you are a member of the email list, I will be sending you out direct links as well on there. And so that you will you will know that it's coming. But anyway, I just wanted to share with you, I think this is a great, great deal. And I like finding great deals and offers for listeners of the podcast, readers of Prepper website. And so I just wanted to pass this along to you. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. I'm going to ask for uh, your forgiveness here. I'm a little stopped up dealing with a little congestion. And so if you hear that, uh, just, you know, please excuse that. I've been, it's something that just deal, I just seem to deal with it constantly living here in Houston. But this article comes to us from BackdoorSurvival.com. It is one of Samantha Bigger's articles over there at Backdoor Survival. It is called Panic staying safe in society on edge. Now, this article is filled with newspaper, you know, or news articles and videos. And so this is one of those like if you are interested in what is being said here, you might want to go visit it. I link to all the articles in the podcast, right? In the podcast notes, in the show notes. And so you can always go and you can click on it and you can see the different videos that are included. But I think this is a very timely article and one that we need to consider. We shouldn't have to consider this. It's sad that we have to think this way nowadays. But the fact is that if you want to be, you want to protect yourself and you want to protect your family, then it's not like it was years ago where you just go out and you just do what you're, you're going to do. You need to put a little bit of thought of where you're going you need to put a little bit of thought into what it, what could possibly happen out there. You need to put a little bit of thought of how you even dress. And so Samantha talks about that in this article. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this article, Panic, Staying Safe in a Society on Edge. There have been a lot of horrific violence recently. It is understandable that this would have a major impact on the collective mindset of all Americans. Despite this, here's a mind-blowing fact violent crime is actually down. If you take out the urban areas that have very high crime rates, the violent crime rate for a lot of people is actually quite low. Using the FBI numbers, the overall violent crime rate fell 49% between 1993 and 2017. If you go by the Bureau of Justice Statistics, the violent crime rate fell by 74%. Property crimes, which are more common than violent crimes, experienced a similar decline. So there, there is a link here, source to five facts about crime in the United States by the Pew Research Center, if you want to click on that one. So there are headlines. A lot of the times the subheadings, I don't read those, but here in, in this article, they add to the paragraph. So I'm going to read them for you as we move forward. So moving on here, at least part of the reason for panic is how accessible news is to the average person. In the past, there were a lot of terrible things that happened, but we did not have the ability to instantly broadcast the news to the entire country. Now that we have this ability, each person hears about the crime occurring all over instead of the more localized incidents. This creates a dynamic where it can seem like the world has become a lot more violent and terrible. When you see it all, it is overwhelming to the average person and it makes it so hard that we have a mindset of living in an incredibly cruel time, even if it is actually safer as a whole. So your own reality depends on where you live. For some people, violence is all too common. 
There are also areas where crimes simply don't get reported or written up properly, so they are not included in statistics. After all, if a small or mid-sized town that is trying to grow suddenly has a spike in crime, that can hinder positive economic growth and drive down housing values. All right, so let me just stop here for a second. I have seen this, and let me just give you an example. I have seen this not necessarily in crime, right? But I've seen this in other areas of life where people do not report you know, truly what is going on because they're going to get pressure from their bosses or they're going to get pressure from another organization. So they don't fully report all the things that are going on. And that is a hindrance because you don't have a real true clear picture. I talk about crimereports.com and I even link to it in some of my articles. And when you go there, you can drill down. And so if your police uh, station, your, you know, your county reports the crime statistics to the FBI or wherever these get you know uploaded to, then that information is in crime reports and you can drill down to your street and you can see all kinds of different things, your neighborhood, your community, whatever. You can see all kinds of things. But there is one place here in the Houston area in Katy that when you start, you know, you can start dragging your mouse around. It's almost like a, a Google map. You can kind of uh, drag the mouse around and look at different parts of the city. And all of a sudden you get to this place where there's nothing there, like no crime reported at all. So if you didn't realize that, you know, the crimes weren't being uploaded or weren't being shared from this city or from the county, then you would think, hey man, this is this is a place where it's you know crime free or whatever. But the fact is, is that they're not reporting their crime. And so that's one of the aspects of it here. And you can kind of understand that. You know, you got property values and stuff like that, people moving in. And if you start reporting a bunch of serious crimes, like yeah, who who wants to move in there if you have some real high profile things going on? That's not fair, but I can see where some of that stuff is going on, possibly in our country. So moving on. I don't go out a lot, but recently when I have, it is clear people are on edge. Unfortunately, due to the violence and extreme division and anxiety in this country, people are on edge to the point of panic. Here are a few recent examples in the news that highlight how panic happens. There's always a chance there's actually a real reason to run. While this article is about how society is on edge and small things can sometimes lead to sheer panic, I want to be sure to mention that I am not suggesting you ignore it if someone yells shooter or hear a disturbing sound. There may actually be a real situation unfolding. In a crowd, it can be impossible to know if the threat is real or imagined, so panic is often assured. Regardless, you need to consider how to handle it if you are in a crowd that is in a state of fear. So in Times Square, New York City, most of us have heard a car or a motorcycle backfire. It is a common occurrence and something in the past that might have raised some eyebrows or received a passing glance. After the three major mass shootings, a mere motorcycle backfiring led to an outstanding 22 people injured when people panicked in Times Square. So there is a video here of that going on. And there's always cameras on Times Square. So anyway, that's uh, that's interesting there. Then we're going to move to Valley Fair Mall in West Valley City, Utah. Again, there is uh, another article here. But a sign falling during a concert at Valley Fair Mall caused crowds to run after someone yelled that there was a shooter. What about USA Today? 
a rumor spread that there was a man with a weapon at the USA Today offices. This resulted in a total evacuation. No threat was found. Again, more video there. Going to Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California. A fire alarm going off at the Anaheim Convention Center on August 8, 2019 was enough to cause someone to yell active shooter. And so then you have video there of that one. And what about the Yuba Sutter Fair in Yuba City, California? At 10.15 p.m. August 4, 2019, the Yuba Sutter County Fair turned to panic with crowds running and people saying there was a shooter. Another video there that you can look at that broadcast. So moving on from there and these different examples, Samantha's going to talk a little bit about um, just being prepared for being in a crowd. So she says here, wear closed-toed and sensible shoes when in crowds. I do not wear shoes in crowds that I would not be comfortable making a getaway in. Could you run fast or walk a mile in your shoes? Look at the pile of shoes outside of Don Pepper's nightclub in Ohio. That should tell you that wearing the right shoes matters when you are running for your life or in a crowd that is panicking. I have some high heels too, but I can tell you right now that I don't wear them in crowds. So why are you going out in a crowd? You should consider why you are going out and if it is really worth it. Sure, I know that people like to go out and socialize or get a meal, but there may come a time when times are uncertain enough that you may want to consider foregoing some of the social activities that involve larger crowds. I'm not saying stay at home and be a hermit. I just think that it is wise to consider your actions and the risk you are taking so you can be better prepared no matter what. Now realize the way things are not the way you feel they should be. Look in an ideal world, a lot of things would be different, but that is not going to happen. You can cause a lot of trouble for yourself and your family by acting like you should be able to do certain things. While you may have the right to walk somewhere or go somewhere, you should ask, should I? Now, I just want to stop right there again. And that's the thing. You hear people like, man, no, you don't want to, you know, I don't want to live in fear. And I am not saying, just like she said here, don't be a hermit. And I am not saying live in fear, but you've got to be smart. People are counting on you, right? And so just having that attitude is like, I'm going to go out there and no one's going to stop me. That's fine. I mean, have that, have that attitude if you want. But just understand that there are things out there that you can be smart, just like you make good decisions and so many other things. Maybe in your food storage, or you make good decisions and maybe the way that you store water or your finances or all those kinds of things. We, we might need to get to the point where we're making good decisions about the places that we go out in public because, well, things are crazy out there, right? And so anyway, that's that's, I'm not, again, I just want to be very clear. And I think Samantha was trying to say the same thing is we don't want to live in fear. We don't want to just hole up in our homes or anything like that, but you need to start thinking just a little bit differently and being a little bit better prepared when you go out there in public. So she continues on here. She says, don't go towards the trouble. I watch out for news about gatherings, including visiting politicians and Matt and I make sure to avoid those areas. Why on earth would I go towards potential trouble like that? While it is important for people to take stands, I have never thought that the majority of protests did any good the way they are generally executed. 
I went to a college that encouraged protesting, and you know who did the most good? The people that had a plan and went on to work for organizations or went into law. Screaming, yelling, and insulting others rarely does anything but make the things worse and tie up resources. If there is any civil unrest in your area, no alternative routes to get to places and avoid letting your curiosity get the best of you. This is the lesson I have reinforced in me by reading Selko's accounts of what happened to some of the people he knew that went out when they should not have. If you've never read Selko's articles and books about surviving SHTF in the Balkans, you should start now. I guarantee you will learn a lot and have a better survival mindset. So what to do if you are caught in a running crowd? Avoid falling if at all possible. Now, a lot of injuries that occur when a lot of people panic is due to someone falling down and getting trampled. Try to move and get to safety, sure, but try to not just run blindly. If you have a child or older person with you, then you may want to take a slightly different approach. Going a different way and possibly hiding may be worth considering. Can I talk just really briefly about this? I've never been in a riot, so I'm not talking from experience here. I'm just talking from articles that I have read about how to respond if you get caught into a riot. Of course, you don't want to you want to go with the flow of people because that's the way that people are going. You don't want to go against them. You'll be knocked down. But at the same time, you don't want to just run straight with the flow. If you can start going with the flow of people, but move to the side so that you have an exit, that's the way that you want to go. So you're almost walking uh, kind of uh, diagonally if, if you can kind of get that mental picture. I'm like moving my hands and my arms here so people can see it. I'm like, this is totally audio, right? But you want to go with the flow, but at the same time, you want to move to the side, kind of like you are driving down the freeway and you are coming up on your exit. You want to start moving over to the right-hand lane so that you can make that exit. And so that's what you want to do. You want to move to the right or to the left so that you can make an exit out of the crowd, especially if you have someone who is not that fast or someone who might uh, you're afraid they might trip or fall or something along those lines. You want to be able to get out of the way. All right, so moving on here with this article, think about how to take cover until the situation becomes safer. Getting trampled is a real risk, even if there is no major threat besides sheer panic. If there is a major threat, cover could save your life. I remember watching an interview with the lady that survived the El Paso shooting by cramming herself and her mother under something at McDonald's. That was smart thinking and might have saved both of their lives compared to the outcome if they had tried to go with the crowd or get away. If you have elderly people with you or small kids, running with the crowd may not be the best idea. Remember that if there actually is an active shooter, the more mass you can put between you and them, the better. Concealment is different than cover. Concealment means they cannot see you, while cover is actually mass and protection against projectiles. Now, just because you have bulletproof gear doesn't mean you should take unnecessary risk. I have noticed a big increase in the interest in the number of people choosing to invest in body armor, backpacks, and clothing. I can understand why people want to increase their safety and especially that of their children that they send to school every day. But at the same time, it is important to realize that bulletproof gear has ratings and limitations. It should not lead you to take risk and act in a way that is unsafe. If you want to know more about ratings and what certain levels of ammo will actually stop, Please check out my article on bulletproof backpacks and clothing so you will know what to expect when you buy gear. 
Now consider shopping at smaller retailers and avoiding huge stores and malls with crowds. There are plenty of standalone stores that are smaller and there is always mail order. A lot of the panic incidents discussed have taken place at large stores. Walmart does mail order too. I have used it plenty of times. So you don't have to give up on your favorite box stores if you have a hard time with that type of thing. A lot of prescriptions can be purchased online and delivered to your home. Considering how many weird diseases are popping up, staying out of drugstores in areas where obviously sick people are going may be a good idea anyway. Walmart seems to be a prime target for a false report or for panic and I cannot blame people for being on edge when they go considering what happened in El Paso, Texas. Just look at what happened at Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Walmart on August 6, 2019. Two men got into an argument at the Walmart and drew guns on each other, leading to a lot of panic. Now, practice the art of taking a second. There is something to be said for reacting quickly, but there is also something to be said about taking a second to consider your actions. This is one of the few steps to avoid panic. Even if the situation does prove to be dire, panicking might cause you more harm than good. A blind panic can lead to foolish decisions that have a permanent or at least long-lasting influence. Now, there's more panic to come. Hysteria and panic on a societal level is something I feel is going to get worse. It doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are on this issue. It doesn't matter your age, gender, etc. Panic and hysteria will have more of an impact on your life in the coming times, so you need to know how to deal with it and stay safe. As we near election time, panic and hysteria are going to escalate further. It is hard to see how it could not consider the rhetoric across the political spectrum and the great divisions we are seeing in the United States today. So let's not forget that some people will use this panic to cause trouble and get attention even if they are not actually committing any violence. There are people that truly enjoy causing a scene and playing on people's emotions and more of them will pop up. Yes, the fellow in the video below was armed, but he was really there just to cause a panic because if he had wanted to shoot the, peep, the place up, he had plenty of opportunities. Personally, it seems like a death wish to walk into a store armed in a way that mimics a mass shooter. Below is a video and story showing the case I just described. Some people will do anything for attention or to cause more trouble. Of course, there is a good chance that anyone that chooses to do anything along these lines is mentally unstable. So that there's a video here of the Walmart in Springfield, Missouri, and I believe that's where that guy walked in with the AR-15, uh, you know, across his shoulder or whatever. And so, you know, just to cause panic, I think I mean, he got arrested and all of that. But anyway, there's a video there you can check out. So think before you react with a weapon or judge others for not reacting. After the tragedy of the El Paso shooting, a lot of people acted like those with firearms should have done more and people questioned why people did not. I can think of several reasons why this was the case. For starters, you do not know how you will react no matter how much you train and practice. Being in the heat of a dangerous moment is far different than practicing. It is easy for people to make comments about others' actions when they have not been in the situation themselves or if they have been in the situation multiple times. In addition, it is not always wise to start waving your gun around. While a handgun is great for personal defense in many situations, it is no match for someone with an actual rifle like an AK-47 or AR-15. I am not saying someone could not do some good if the circumstances are right, but there is a good chance you will not get close enough to someone with a rifle without taking on a lot of risk. 
If a lot of people pull out guns in a situation, it is easy for people to get hurt by accident. Imagine 10 people pulling out their pistols and shooting off of fear and with possible and possibly very little training. One must also consider the chance that when the police show up and you have a gun out, it is possible that you will be mistaken as a participant in the violence rather than a defender of others. Now, this could result in getting shot by law enforcement or another civilian in the heat of the moment or, at the very least, distracting them from the real perpetrators. Things can happen fast when there is a major situation going on. Consider safe ways to socialize and have fun. There are plenty of small events you can go to in order to have fun and socialize. Here's a list of criteria that I use to stay safe. Where are the exits? Is the event outside or inside? I prefer outside events where I can plan and exit fast. Live music events that have trees and other cover and a lot of ways out are always preferable to me. Enclosed large spaces are simply not okay for me. I want to be able to leave quickly if necessary. Is the event strictly for entertainment or is there an underlying cause? Fundraisers are great, but you should consider the implications of the cause and if it might draw the wrath of extremists. If that is the case and you support the cause, you might think of donating money rather than attending events. Check out your town or community event calendar. Local small-scale events are often a lot of fun and safe as you will ever fi- and as safe as you will ever find. Carry something for self-defense. Here's a link to my article on non-lethal weapons. I also wrote a post on improvised weapons and using what you have in your surroundings. Wear sensible shoes. Plan out gatherings and events with trusted family and friends. As times get tougher, having safe circles to socialize with and have some downtime can help with morale and save a lot of money. A few families pitching in together for getaways, camping trips, and vacations can result in everyone having a much nicer time than if everyone tried to do the same thing separately. So last but not least, let's stop giving people extra attention when they act out. Report live streaming crimes, but don't reshare the streams or continue watching. This is a hard one, but consider for a moment how a lot of people live stream their crimes for Facebook or go on Snapchat. It is clear that a lot of people desperately want their 15 minutes of fame. If you see a live stream that is clearly a crime, you should definitely report it to the proper authorities and the site operators, but please don't share it with others or continue watching it yourself. Even though you may not realize it at the time, you are encouraging this type of behavior. Perhaps we should embrace the idea of not speaking the names of those that commit atrocities or create hoaxes for attention. I shared some videos in this article so you could see some of the recent incidents for yourself, and I talked about some of the recent shootings, but you won't find any names of perpetrators in the wordings of this article. They don't deserve to have their names remembered, nor do they deserve the fame that comes with it. All right, guys, I think this is a great article by Samantha. It's one of those things that we need to be thinking about. You know, we have probably more than likely members of our family and our circle of influence that they're not really thinking about things like this. They just go out, even kids, right? They, our kids, they just go out and they're not thinking that things could be bad out there. They could be surrounded in a situation very quickly where things go south, where things go sideways, man. And you don't, you want to be careful about being in those kinds of situations. So there is a little bit of thought when we go out there, right? We just don't, just don't, Hey, I'm headed to this music festival. And, you know, here in Houston, we have, 
we have big music festivals. We have big festivals all the time. And, you know, there's a lot of police presence out there, but still that doesn't mean that something bad can happen. And so you need to always kind of put that in the back of your, your mind. If you're going to one of these things, what can you do? If it is an outside event, are you dressed to make a quick getaway if you need to, right? Can you, can you get away? Can you get back to your vehicle? Can you, can, do you know, do you have a, a map or at least a good mental idea of where you are and where are, you know, where, how you can navigate through the different aspects? Cause I'm thinking about, you know, we have a big, we have big festivals like for instance, downtown Houston. And so downtown Houston, it can be, if you've never been down there before, you're not familiar with traveling down there. Some of those roads just can get you going all over the place. And so you need to have a good mental picture of like, hey, how can I get out of here to get away from, you know, this scene right here? And what's the best way to get out? And so we need to start thinking about that. But even just going to the grocery store and 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 different things like that, being aware. I mean, that's one reason uh, I end you know the podcast would be stay prepped and aware because um, not only do you need to be prepared for whatever emergencies might arise, but you need to be aware of your surroundings and the things that are going on. Now, the article kind of started out in a way like, hey. Things aren't as bad as you think they are because crime statistics are actually going down. But at the same time, you see all these things going on and people being panicky and being on edge. And so you you have that aspect of it. Again, are is everything being reported accurately like it's supposed to be? You know, coming home, I record this on, on Sundays, as you know, those of you that have been listening for a while. And if you are new to the podcast, thanks so much for being a part of this podcast but I record the podcast on Sunday night so that it is ready for you on Monday morning. One of the things that I do when I leave church is I listen to John Haller's Prophecy Update. And again, I've always said this, if you are a believer, it's one that you should be listening to. But even if you're not a believer, if you want to be up to date on what alternative news things are going on, he, you know, he talks a lot about things that even the alternative news media doesn't always talk about. And today he was talking about Zero Hedge and he was telling his people, guys, I don't even tell y'all a lot of the things that, you know, I, I filter through and I distill the stuff that I have to talk about because there is so much. And he's always said things like, um, in the past, you know, years ago, I had to find something to talk about for the prophecy update. I don't have that problem anymore. Now the problem is, you know, what do I, what do I need to talk about? What are the important things to talk about? Because there's just so much. He was talking about Zero Hedge and he said one of the, I mean, I, I follow Zero Hedge on Twitter and I read Zero Hedge articles and he was talking about like, hey, you know, if you want to know what's going on in alternative media, go to Zero Hedge. But at the same time, if you're one that is, uh, you know, gets freaked out and panicked and, and you know, the, the sky is falling and you easily get depressed, do, do not go, do not go read those articles because it's very easy to do that because, it paints a very bleak picture. And one of the things that he talked about was a scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it says this, But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. 
And so he talked about that scripture and he talks about, he actually brings the scripture up quite often that there is going to be difficult times ahead. Difficult, and that was one of the things that Paul told Timothy is like, hey, you got to know that this is going to happen as we get closer and closer to the end, right? And again, if you just look back, you think about 10 years ago, did you have to think about some of the stuff that we that we are talking about here in this podcast, this episode? Did you really have to think about those types of things? I mean, things happen. Don't get me wrong, right? Things have happened. Things happen all the time throughout history. Bad things have happened. And yes, you, we hear more about these things because we have quick access to social media and you know electronics and and our phones and all those different kinds of things but your thinking is what i'm talking about did you have to consider this like like where you are and, I, and i'm sorry i i'm not one that believes that things are worse because we only have social media i know where i live and i know that i've seen the the crime go up right now it's not terrible but you used to never hear about it and now you are hearing about it right and out in the suburbs and it's just kind of like man so you you do hear about this stuff things are happening more and more and you 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 talk to other people that share things that don't make it on social media right things that don't make it on facebook or don't make it to the news there's a lot of things i can guarantee you in the houston area there are hundreds of things that happen every single day that can't make it to the local news because there's just no way they don't have time to report on all those things so i do believe that we are living in difficult times and we need to prepare and we need to be smart about what we're doing again not living in fear right please hear me on that i'm not talking about living in fear i'm not talking about go to work come home lock your doors and never go out again ever again i'm talking about being smart about what's going on there, being aware, not burying your head in your phone, not living in fantasy land, knowing that there are bad people out there that want to do bad things, keeping your head on a swivel, and just knowing and being prepared on what to do if you find yourself in a situation uh, that you know turns turns bad, right? You find yourself in, emerge- in an emergency situation, what are you going to do? So you be prepared and you make... You make provisions for that. So before you leave your home, you are making decisions, right? Like like what Samantha talked about, wearing the right kinds of shoes so that you could run. You know, I, I'll tell you right now, I love wearing flip-flops. They're comfortable for me. I like wearing, I mean, we have a tile home, right? And so I like wearing flip-flops. Sometimes I like take them, taking them off and, and walking on the cold floor and, and all of that. I just like it, right? Especially in the heat that that we're in right here in, in Houston, it's just terrible. But at the same time, you got to consider, you know, if I needed to run in flip-flops, I wouldn't be able to do it. And then, okay, if I was on a smooth surface, okay, that'd be great. But what if I was running on gravel? What if I was, you know, running on rocky, you know, a rocky area? I'd tear up my feet and I wouldn't be able to, it'd be worse. So there's decisions that you make beforehand before you go out, that will help you to mitigate finding yourself in a precarious situation. So that's where we are. And that's why we talk about preparedness, right? It's not about fear. It's not about, oh my gosh, circle the wagons because the end is near and let's go ahead and bust out the sandbags and you know get our AR-15s and put on our tactical clothes. It's more about understanding where we are in history right now, being prepared, 
being being ready, making good decisions. That's not putting your head in the sand, but making good decisions for you. And I always say this for your family. You know, the decisions that you make, it's very important that you're thinking about your family. People are depending if you're, uh, you know, you're you're working and uh, people are depending on your income. I mean, what you do and how you live your life and the things that are affect you are important. You've got to think about that. You have a responsibility, and part of that responsibility is making good decisions. And so that's where I, a lot of the times that's where I'm coming from when I'm talking about preparedness is making good decisions for yourself, but mostly for your family because you have people that are depending on you. Well, everyone, that is it for this article and this episode. Hey, don't forget, I'm going to link to this article uh, over at Backdoor Survival in the show notes, and you can go check it out along with all the other videos that are there and the comments that were left. And you can you know, be a part of that. You can leave a comment yourself and uh, say hi to Samantha while you're over there. And uh, I just want to remind you again about the Off the Grid Super Stack. Um, just go check it out, right? So if you're listening to this after Tuesday, it's only, I forgot to say this, it's only going till September 17th. So I'll mention it again in the next podcast, but you're only going to have a day or two days and then it's going to go away, right? So you have basically a week. So from this Tuesday to next Tuesday, September 10th to September 17th, at least go look at it and go see if those things, you know, some of those, the the, the price on some of those courses are really expensive and you're getting a really great deal. So just go check it out and see if it's something that would be valuable for you. And if it is, man, you have access to a lot of learning. And so I'd, I'd be very glad if you go check that out just for yourself and for your own learning. All right. And so, hey, uh, again, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you are new and you are not subscribed to make sure you subscribe to our podcast in your podcast catcher, we make it very easy for you to do that. We're in all the networks, you know, and just go search for us and add us. And that way you'll never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and don't forget to take a moment to connect with me. Come on over to the website. You know, Prepper website, we have uh, a website that we link to anywhere between 8 to 12 articles every single day of preparedness. So if you are looking for a little bit more preparedness, you can go over there and find the best articles that were released that day. I also want to remind you that we have certain pages that are dedicated to specific topics. So alternative news, which the Alt News Hub is the most, uh, it's, it's the second most popular page on Prepper website. Uh, and we have other pages develop, uh, devoted to frugal living, DIY, all that kind of stuff. And one that I recently fixed, I was having so much trouble with this thing and I finally figured out what it was. I spent a lot of time on this Friday evening and uh, just dug deep into it and had to go and deal with some, a little bit of the hosting, but I figured out what the problem was. And so I have a page that is dedicated to homesteading. And so if you are in, if you like homesteading and you want to follow, you want to see a bunch of articles all in one place from some of the, you know, the, the, the best homesteading websites, 
go to totallyhomesteading.com, but I also have the link on uh, Prepper website, and you can do that little drop down and click over there, and there's a lot of homesteading articles there for you, and so that's a new one if you are interested in that, so I'd love for you to come over to Prepper website, and I'd love for you to be a part of the email list. If you're not a part of the email list, I'd love for you to be a part of that because I always share things out on there. A lot of the times I share things out before I share it out anywhere else on the email list. And so, uh, you know, come on over to Prepper website or I have a link in the show notes. I made it very easy for you. You can click that link and go subscribe and then be a part of the, the email list and just know that you'll get some great information with that. All right. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.